Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Doreen Osini. I love to swim in. Doreen. When you want to swim, you want See, to See, I'm gonna get stuck now with that song. Now it's in my head. Sorry. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 167. And you'll notice we started our episode a little differently today. Um, we decided to pick a clip. I actually picked it, so that's to me. Um, but we picked it because we do think it's applicable not only to maybe what the Disney community might be feeling right now, but really just in our personal lives. We've had a lot going on since we last released a podcast. So that's kind of what we're going to start off with today. Um, and we do think it's important that even when things aren't necessarily going the way that we want them to, um, we're just going to keep swimming. We'll get through it. Yeah. So we shared a little bit on social media, um, of course. So two weeks ago now, uh, Nashville and specifically our little town of Mount Juliet, which is just east of town, just got devastated by tornadoes. Um, we were really lucky that it ended up going about a mile away from our house. And it's actually pretty scary that if you draw a map between our house, my parents' house, and my brother and sister-in-law's house, it like went straight down the middle of all of us. So we were all very lucky. But the devastation was really overwhelming. Um, so I think they're up to now. They say that there were 10 tornadoes through Middle Tennessee in that one night. Yeah, which is just crazy. Um, I remember actually. So we got the notification on our phone. I think it was one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I like jumped up immediately and I'm trying to get Brendan out of bed. We went to our little safe place. It's just a bathroom in the middle of our house. And we were sitting there and the news actually showed when the tornado touched down and it pretty much said that it was coming straight for us. Um, and if you've ever been in a natural disaster like that, I mean, that's just terrifying. Like the thought of it's coming straight towards you and there's literally nothing that you can do. Um, so we just watched it and we were keeping close tabs on it. And like Brendan said, luckily, um, it missed us and all of our families, but there were a lot of people in our community and people that are really near and dear to us that were not so fortunate. Um, two of our schools in our county got hit again. It wasn't the school that I work at, um, but kind of like our sister school, like a mile down the road um, from us, they got hit. And a lot of teachers that my mom works with that, you know, I've worked with in the past, they lost everything. Um, so that was just really hard. And that happened on, I guess you would say Tuesday morning. Um, and on Monday afternoon, I guess, um, we shared that my family had, um, I, have, I had a foster brother 
Um, and that Monday, he actually got um, rehomed, I guess is the correct phrase. Um, so that was just like an emotionally draining day for us, too. So it was kind of one huge hit after another. Um, and we were just drained for that whole week, really. Um, so we were really just looking forward to our trip to Disney World, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But before we do that, we do want to mention some of you have reached out on how you can help Nashville and Mount Juliet specifically. And we've been kind of trying to vet out different options and different charities or ways to give back. Um, up until now, it's really just been like we need volunteers, like people need to pull scrap out of the woods and, you know, dig through their houses, dig through people's houses to find their keepsakes and, and things that they need to keep. But now we're kind of in the rebuild mode and something that hits really close to home for us. So Catherine mentioned there were two schools that were directly hit in our county. The elementary school is actually the one that I went to. Um, and then it was a middle school, which is we have two middle schools in our town. It's just the opposite one that Catherine teaches at. Our is rival. It, um, but it's like the kids in our neighborhood go to that school. Mm -hmm. The I'm sure you've seen pictures. Uh, if you're not, then you can certainly search for them and see them. But all of those teachers were not allowed to go back into school, even if they were on the side that didn't get hit. Like if you were a teacher at either of those schools, you could not go back in and get any of your possessions like they're a complete demolition job. It's probably going to take 18 months before they get up and running again with those schools. So all of that is to say, I'm sure many of you know, teachers spend a lot of their own money out of their pockets to get the proper things that they need for their classroom to get supplies to get decorations, just to make the learning environment as comfortable as possible for the children. And so those teachers, some of them, their homes were probably damaged. A lot of them were because they live where they teach. Yeah. And so they're just in really tough positions. Luckily, they there's been some great people who have kind of organized all of these teachers Amazon wish list into one Google document. Um, and so you can just click through and see if there's something maybe that you want to purchase for these teachers as they're trying to get their lives back on track. Um, school has still not started back yet now because of coronavirus. Um, but whenever they do, they're going to need supplies. Yeah. And what's really cool is, I mean, there's tons of things. They need everything from pencil erasers for 50 cents to you know, chairs and books and all those types of things. So anything, um, if you feel moved to help, you know, anything is super valuable. And it actually will send it straight to um, their homes or, you know, if their home was destroyed, it'll send it to whatever address they um, set up, maybe a friend or a family member or something like that. Um, but it is a really just easy way to give back as our community tries to rebuild and like Brendan said, it is something we wanted to to pick something that we felt strongly about. And that is something that um, means a lot to us. Yeah. So the link to that will be in our show notes. You can also 
message us on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else or email us and we will send that link over to you if you feel moved. Uh, And we certainly appreciate everybody checking in on us. The amount of support and, uh, you know, people showing care and love for us was really overwhelming. So we certainly are very appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, So kind of like what Brendan said, we went to Disney right at the peak of all of this kind of coronavirus craziness. And that's maybe a little a little just teeny weeny piece of what we're going to talk about, because we don't want to get hung up on that. Um, Obviously, that's something that's really impacting our Disney community. Um, But it was interesting to be there kind of at this time, don't you think? It was a really weird vibe. It, it was. Um, people were just kind of on edge, it seemed like a little bit. We know like nobody was rude, but everybody was just very kind of cautious, moving slowly. Um, you could just tell people were acting a little bit differently than they normally would have. Yeah. For a spring break, I will say it was still busy. I mean, it's not like it was deserted by any means, but we've gone for spring break for the past, I don't know, three or four years. And it was definitely less busy than it has been. Yeah, it is a weird feeling knowing that we are going to be some of the last people that were in Disney World for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully they can open the parks back up in April. But that's really, I think, all we want to talk about coronavirus. I think everybody needs a break from it. Mm -hmm. It's just dominating everything. Um, we certainly hope everybody is staying safe, catching up on their Disney Plus, doing their uh, isolation or whatever you're choosing to do. But just wanted to throw it out there just to kind of it, it ties into a little bit of our trip report. But that's it. We're that's not it. talking about it anymore. So we're going to take a quick break and talk about some of our friends and some of our shops that we want to support. And then we'll be back to share the rest of the trip report. So as you guys know, the parks are closed. This is a wonderful time to support those small shops and support those small creators that could really take a hit right now since people aren't going on trips and everything along with that. So we want Carmen Kismet to help bring you some Disney magic. Um, Carmen and Kismet creates Disney magic through stationery, art prints, home decor, apparel, and special event items. And they're all inspired by your favorite park items. Things like the People Mover, movies, um, and even Mickey Mouse balloons. So they offer custom designs for any of your business needs. But right now, it's approaching wedding season. So Carmen Kismet makes a lot of custom digital items such as save the dates, invitations, um, really anything that you could need for a Disney inspired wedding. So we would encourage you to reach out and connect with Kelly. Yeah. So you can see all of Kelly's designs over at karma in the letter in kismetdesigns.com or search for karma in kismet on etsy.com and find that shop. The link to that will also be in our show notes. If you find something that you like, please use the code detour 10 and that will give you 10% off your purchase. And all of this applies to all of our small shop friends and small creators that we really think it's important. And this is a time to band together um, and help those people out that 
you know, this this nature that we're in is going to impact. For sure. So we're back and we're going to get started with our trip report. I think the biggest thing that we got to do on this trip is ride the new Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. That was kind of, I don't know if I'd say the top thing on our list, but we were very excited to get to do it because it was with any new ride. It's always kind of up in the air on whether or not you'll be able to. Yeah. So here's what I'll say about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It's not on the same level as Rise. We did hear someone say that. A little <laughs> concerning for that person. Um, but neither of us are like huge, great movie ride fans. Would you say that's safe? Yeah, I'd say when they made the announcement that they were going to take that away and do this new ride, neither one of us were crushed. I think we were really excited for um, the opportunity to just get something new. Yeah, so... We're not going to provide any spoilers on this episode. It's still too new and not not enough people have had a chance to ride it yet. Um, but I'll say it was much better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. The storytelling left a little to be desired for me. I didn't exactly follow everything that was going on. Well, I will say it was a lot more immersive than I thought it would be, which is interesting because it's kind of like a cartoon world. They're using that new animation and it's cartoony and everything. But I think that's kind of how the story was portrayed, too, that everything is just kind of crazy and it's not necessarily connected. And you're just bouncing from one thing to another and it's all kind of crazy. So even though it doesn't connect, it's not telling you the same kind of story that rise of the resistance or something like that is it definitely it fits the theme as far as the storytelling i think that's how they wanted it to be a little mixed up and kind of confusing and like what's gonna happen next you know, like where am i gonna end up next because really um in animation shorts the sky is the limit you can end up literally anywhere and i think they kind of portrayed that in the ride Yeah, I'd say that's fair. There were some subtle hints to the great movie ride for people that like little Easter eggs like that. There's plenty of that to go around. We um, were lucky to get a fast pass for it, so we didn't see the full queue. But from what we did see, very cute, Mm -hmm. very um, kind of on theme. I will say I think it's going to fit in better in Toontown in Disneyland than it does in Hollywood Studios. I would agree with that, Um, just because it is cartoony. Um, But I liked that it was trackless. So this is the second ride that we've been on that's trackless. So it's still very new to us. I liked the technology. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, The absolute best thing about the entire ride was what? Was it that Goofy didn't look crazy? Well, that was a perk. Okay. Walt's portrait. At the very end. Oh, yeah, that was sweet. So as many of you know, Walt had such a love and an affinity for trains and the railways. And so at the very end of the ride, and it's easy to miss as you're exiting in the exit queue, there is a portrait of a black and white portrait of Walt on a train. And it was the perfect ending little note. Yeah. It was sweet. So ultimately, if you do get the chance to 
ride the ride, especially with the fast pass, we would recommend it. But um, the wait times did kind of vary throughout the day that we saw, you know, it kind of went up and went down like anything else. It wasn't like a solid three hours or anything, at least while we were there. So we would highly recommend riding it. And once you do, we'd be excited to hear what you think about it. Yeah, it's something that we could ride multiple times, I think, and you would notice something new every time. Yes, I agree. There is a lot going on because it is all kind of crazy topsy-turvy. And I think even just depending on where you sit, because it is a train and it's a pretty long train, they fit a lot of people on the ride at once, which is nice. Um, But I think even just depending on where you sit, it would change your ride experience. We sat in the very last car. Yeah. One more thing I was going to mention. Um, The part of the queue that we did see Man, they gutted that entire building. Mm-hmm. There was there wasn't a single room that we were in that had like the same bones or the same structure as the great movie ride. Yeah. Which was interesting because I kind of expected that they'd keep the same queue pretty much. I was really not looking forward to going into the big room that they just twist you back and forth and back and forth with the stuff with the movies the up on the screens, screen. Yeah. Um Maybe they use that for the pre-show area. I don't know. Maybe. I I think maybe they did. If I, we didn't even ride the great movie ride all that often. So it's even hard for me to try to picture it, especially now that it's changed. But I do want to say that that's kind of where it was. I'm also kind of directionally challenged. So I don't know. But that's what I'll say. I'll go with it. Yeah. So um, other things, we did not get to ride Rise Mm -hmm. this time. We were never in Hollywood Studios in the mornings to be able to grab a Fast Pass. Um, Pretty much rides and attractions wise, we just kind of did our normal stuff, did things that didn't have a long wait, used our Fast Passes and then moved on. We rode Everest twice and that's always a good one for you. Mm -hmm. We didn't even ride Space Mountain this trip. No, we actually had a fast pass, but we um, decided to leave a little early just because we were getting tired. And it was actually pretty hot. There were a few times where we were uh, breaking a sweat walking around. So we kind of called it quits a little before our fast pass. Yeah. Um, Nothing else on attractions really stands out to me. We did get to explore some new areas or some new resorts in Disney World that we have not had a chance to yet. So we took the Skyliner from Hollywood Studios over to Epcot. And then, uh, so of course we made the transfer at Caribbean Beach. Then at the option to get off at Riviera, we decided that we would get off Mm -hmm. there. So the newest resort on property, newest DVC resort on property, I would really, really like to stay there. Yeah, I think... Um, like theming wise outside, it, it doesn't really like scream to you. Like it's not like over the top or anything, but it is very nice. It is small from what I could see. Um, but we kind of walked around the outside area, which is all beautiful. Um, and then when we went inside, we just kind of explored like that lobby area. Um, I think the area or the part that we liked the most is if you walk in kind of from the backside and go to the right, they have like a little coffee shop cafe and they have a a wall 
with pictures of Walt again, which we appreciated. Yeah, it was a whole, it was another black and white thing of Walt. Mm-hmm. I'm and catching a theme. I am catching a theme. And then the little lounge across from there was really cool as well because they had these display cases and they were all of Walt's actual possessions. They were from the archives. There was a big plush doll. A Mickey. A big plicky, uh, Mickey, <laughs> a plicky mush doll. A, a Mickey plush doll. <laughs> Um, and there were quite a few books that he read. Well, we actually got to talk to one of the workers there. I don't really know what his job was, but he stopped us and talked to us and said all the books in that little lounge room were books that Walt found while he was traveling around and he would send back to the studio to use for inspiration. And if you looked at the titles, you know, they had Jungle, you know, the Jungle Book series and they had Pinocchio and they had lots of other cool books. And I thought that was fun, too. According to what the guy said, they were all of Walt's books. Yeah. So I, we didn't get to explore too much of the resort. We walked outside. We saw a little bit of the pool. We saw the little uh, kind of courtyard area that they have. But they have the little two person rooms there for dvc that are not many points so i would suspect that if you and i are just taking a trip sometime soon that hopefully we could get a room there it is a pull down bed i'm a little nervous we're about a little that. skeptical about that oh. haven't had good experience with pull down beds in the past oh no that art of animation one is dreadful yeah we would not recommend that um but hopefully they're a little more comfortable i mean i would assume it's like a full like a real bed, like with a mattress, unlike... We would hope so. It was basically like sleeping on a desk at Art of Animation. Yeah, but we would like to try it. It would be an interesting stay for sure. The location would be awesome because you could take the Skyliner very easily to Epcot and pretty easily to Hollywood Studios as well. You just have to make the transfer at Caribbean, which... Shouldn't to me, it would issue. not be a big deal, especially if you compare it to like riding a bus or something. Because, I mean, you can just walk up at any time and get on one. It's never that waiting game or guessing game or anything like that. I think it would be really easy. Yeah. And then the other area that we finally got to check out was the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. Yes. That place was awesome. So beautiful. Everything about it. I think I preferred that tower to to Riviera if I had to pick between the two new ones. I'd say that's fair. It's just crazy that it's at a moderate resort. I wonder if it'll get reclassified. I feel like it has to. Um, But we got to explore. We loved Coronado already. We've stayed there a couple Christmases ago. Mm -hmm. It is very spread out, which is not ideal. But... I like the theming there. Um, Lots of Three Caballeros references. So that's nice. But we ate at Toledo. We were calling it Toledo for the longest time, like Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Toledo. That's wrong. So don't do that. We went to Toledo and we watched the fireworks at the bar out there, but we we didn't get anything from the bar. No. But Toledo, Catherine, what were your thoughts? It was the best meal I had all trip. It was absolutely amazing. Um, 
it is kind of like a small plate place if you're into that. We looked at all the things and we tried the chorizo small plate and my sister and her fiance got the like charcuterie board um, and we kind of picked at that a little. It was a little fancy for us, but the chorizo was amazing, but the meals were, I mean, out of this world. You have got to eat there. I think everyone would enjoy it. It was amazing. I mean, our whole family just raved about it and we felt full when we left, but it wasn't like a gross full. Like we did homecoming. We did, um, hoop-de-doo review. We did, um, oh, what's the other one with the waitress? Oh, Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon. We did all of those types of meals too. And it's all good food, but sometimes you kind of leave those places feeling gross. We left feeling full, but not gross for this one, which I feel like is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it is marketed as tapas, steak, steakhouse, and seafood. Mm -hmm. Everybody at our table got steak. And... I will say, though, it's because my parents and my sister had been there before and they had other things the first time. Like my sister had steak. I think my mom had the scallops or something and they just wanted to try something else. But they would recommend the seafood, too. They had um, a black grouper that I thought about getting. Mm -hmm. But I decided to go with the steak. I got the Manhattan steak, which they described. It was a strip. But it was very lean and it had basically no fat. They had cut all the fat off of it. You had hanger steak. Mm -hmm. Both of them had a really nice sauce that came with it. Mine had two. Two sauces. They both came with a version of potatoes. Mine came with some mushrooms that were really good. Mine came with um, grilled peppers, like a full pepper. Yeah. Were they like poblano? poblano? I believe so. But I think... Kind of what you're saying when you don't feel gross. It was very clean. Like you could tell it was excellent quality. Very fresh. Very fresh. I was not expecting to enjoy it nearly as much as I did. Because that's not the typical type of restaurant that we go to. We go to more hoopty doos or Whispering Canyons or Homecoming where you can get the fried chicken, you know. That kind of stuff. We love that kind of food. So I'm definitely not knocking it. I mean, we went to all three of those and loved it. But, but this was different. You didn't have the meat sweats like you do after you leave Whispering Canyon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was an issue that we ran into. <laughs> but I would say for sure, I have to go back. It was the best meal I ate. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any drinks up there, but their drink menu looked pretty interesting. Find something good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we'd had more time. I wanted to visit the Three Bridges bar at Coronado as well, um, but it was late. We stayed for the fireworks, so you can see Epcot Forever, and you can see the Star Wars uh, Galactic Spectacular from up on the bar. We could even see Fantasmic because we were out there pretty early. Yeah, it, I would say they're good viewing spots. If you have access, Top of the World is better. I would I would say that's fair because they play the music. They do. That which makes a difference. Helps. Yeah, it helps. Um, Liz actually found the Star Wars soundtrack on YouTube, but we there were too many people, so we wouldn't let her play it. And we didn't sync it up correctly. <laughs> so, but 
all that is to say Riviera and Grandestino, they're a little bit of a different style than some of the other resorts. Like a, I guess more of a European style, like a cleaner lines, a more modern look, Disney not over the top in your face. I've we've seen some complaints about that. I like it. I like I can have the clean and modern and the refreshing look of Riviera. And then they have Walt's archive stuff right next to it. I think it matches together perfectly. I think they definitely tried to balance it. I think by making it more like modern like that, I mean, I think it was very intentional because there are people who that is their style. And I think they're trying to reach out to those people and maybe show them that, hey, Disney World is for adults, too. Like it doesn't have to be super in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't have to stay at Art of Animation and see mm-hmm. a gigantic Lightning McQueen whenever you leave every day. Which we like, but not all adults do. So, um, I would agree. It was I liked it. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of resorts, this time we stayed off property. Yeah, um, we did. So, my parents booked a, like a condo for us, I guess. It was a three-bedroom so that we would all have our own space. And... It was a different feel. We actually rented a car for this one because we knew that we were staying off property and it opened our eyes, I think, to maybe show us how much we should appreciate getting to stay on property versus not Um, because it was just a different kind of feel for the whole vacation, if that makes sense. It was. I can't quite put my finger on it about what it does, but. Like, I am willing to sacrifice on amenities just to stay on property is basically what I figured out for myself. I would rather stay at All Star Sports than pretty much anywhere off property. Mm-hmm. Like, we typically stay at Hampton Inns, which mm-hmm. are nice. But just the trouble of having to use their shuttle or rent a car or take an Uber every time you want to go somewhere for me, is not worth it. Like, I'd rather just be completely immersed in the property. I don't have any reason to leave to go anywhere else. Like, I don't need to drive on I-4. <laughs> Nobody needs to do that. <laughs> I got, I, that's not just part of the vacation of what I'm looking for. So I think that's kind of where I'm at now, that if we're going down there, even if it's only the value ones that are in our price range I think we make that choice yeah I think um we were just trying something different that's always how as a kid that's how we vacationed because we would take basically the whole family and we would find a house and we would do it that way um so it did kind of remind me of vacationing when I was a kid but I do agree with Brendan and even if you know just for the convenience factor of just being there on Disney property all the time. I think that's something that we prefer for sure. Yeah. I'm interested to know if anybody else has had kind of similar thoughts because you could book the Hilton on restaurant or not restaurant, hotel, (laughs) plaza, boulevard or whatever it is really near Disney Springs. A lot of times for similar to what you could book the 
all-stars for. Mm-hmm. Amenities-wise, they don't match up at all. But I think there's so many perks that go beyond just Magical Express and beyond the bus service that fall into staying on property. Yeah, I mean, I do think the bus system and everything, sometimes we knock it because it can be frustrating and it was nice at sometimes to have our own car but in the long run like if we weigh out you know would we have rather just drove versus take some form of their transportation i think we'd always pick the disney option i would agree anything else you want to add on this trip man i think we hit it all we did the animation experience at animal kingdom on Rafiki's Planet Watch. We drew Hopper from A Bug's Life. He's very difficult to draw. He's very difficult to draw. I liked the way that they set it up, though, because I we'd only ever, or me personally, I had only ever done the animation experience in Disneyland. And this one, like, they had a video clip that they show before where it shows, like, the different animals and it teaches you about the animals and how Walt would bring in real animals into um, the studio to, like, mimic them and draw them. And I thought that was pretty cool just to have that, like, intro video before we jumped into it. But I was kind of hoping to draw, like, Simba or something. I did notice as we were walking around later that someone had drawn the hyenas and I thought that was cool so Hopper was fun but he was hard <laughs> I did Sheer Khan last time mm-hmm. so it seems like they do a lot of villains but mm. I did Sheer Khan and he was much easier than Hopper yeah when we were in Disneyland we were there around Halloween so we did Vampire Mickey mm-hmm. and he was pretty easy I mean, we didn't knock it out of the park. But yeah. I'm saying you <laughs> compared to this one, like like attaching Hopper's antennas was Oof. so difficult. Well, he just has a lot of little um, details. Like we even drew like the scar on his face, you know, and they told like the story about how he was attacked by a bird and everything. Um, and they're very like sharp, harsh lines because he is a grasshopper. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for this trip report. Overall, we had a really fun week. Um, It was kind of, I think, exactly what we needed to get a little break from reality. It kind of breaks my heart um, for anybody who had trips planned over the next two weeks. Um, We hope that you're able to rebook, able to get back, maybe get back for a longer period of time. Whatever it might be, maybe they will catch up on some construction. Maybe just wishful thinking here. Maybe they just open on April 1st and Guardians is just there. Completed. Then we'll have to go back down, won't we? There's no way it'll happen, <laughs> but that's just wishful thinking. I'm not sure if the construction crews are taking a break or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, some people have asked and Liz, Catherine's sister, is working still. She works in the Disney Springs guest relations, and they will still be open. So um, if you have any guest relations issues, please be kind. Please be patient, because uh, as you've probably seen your travel agent friends say, the wait times to talk to somebody right now are hours and hours long. So astronomical. Let's all band together. Be patient. Be kind. 
and just keep swimming. Yeah. And this soon shall pass. So last thing, reminder, if you would like to get anything for the teachers in our community off of their wish list, the link to that will be in our show notes. Um, be sure to shop at all of our favorite small shops, buy some ears, buy some stationery from Karma and Kismet, use Detour 10 for 10% off. Just support one another through these tough times. We will be back on Thursday to do our long-awaited Kilimanjaro Safaris episode. Only a few weeks past due. Yes. <laughs> but we'll be back. We're going to revive the storytelling series, talk about Kilimanjaro. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it and hope you can join us then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.